welcome back to A Texan Abroad. This is my first video podcast uh, that I've done for the channel. Um, I'm doing it specifically in hopes of putting it on Facebook uh, and Instagram to reach a wider audience, to hopefully get people to subscribe, rate, and review uh, Texan Abroad on iTunes or wherever else you may find podcasts. Um, please take a moment to do that if you can. This is the first of about 30 podcast and special series that I'm going to do over the next 30 days. As of today, we have 30 days until the American presidential election. And I want to talk about a number of things, but centered around a particular topic. And that is discourse, or as it may come, uh, as it may be, political discourse. Uh, So what I hope to do is have 30 conversations, short conversations, like the one we're having right now, Uh, that kind of gets people thinking and understanding what it's like to actually talk to people openly and honestly, saying what you mean, saying what you believe, not being afraid to hold back, but also not being afraid to open your mind and listening to what others have to say. Uh, I'm just one person with one opinion and one idea. Um, The beauty of having these difficult conversations, of having political discourse, is that we learn a lot more about people around us people we think we know best, the people we don't know at all, and we become better for it. I've spent the last 12 years now, it's hard to imagine that it's been that long, but spent the last 12 years kind of roaming around the world in different places and talking to some amazing people. And as much as I can say that I've taught them something, and I hope that I have, if you're out there listening and and you're one of those people that I talked with, uh, I hope that I've touched you because you've definitely touched me. Uh, I've talked with people in small towns in Turkey and Thailand and China and here in Russia, big cities too, people that are successful and unsuccessful, um, people in you know, blue-collar jobs and white-collar jobs, educated and less educated, all kinds of people of all shapes and sizes. And I can honestly say I've learned something from almost all of them, uh, even the ones that you know, in some ways we would judge and consider to be bad people, which I've come across those too. Um, I have no illusions that there are people in this world that uh, don't have the best of intentions and don't have the best of feelings or thoughts towards others, and that's okay. You know, um, just as there are lots of people out there in the world trying to do good, there are some people that have less than stellar motives, and that's part of understanding humanity and government and life. And so, what is discourse? What does it mean to have good political? or just conversations. I think actually, I'm really lucky because I found a bit of a home here in Moscow over the last uh, six years. And the people that I've begun to call family are some of the most different-minded, but incredibly intelligent and open and funny people I've ever met in my life. Um, Just on Friday, a couple of days ago, I had an amazing discussion two different times. One was earlier in the evening with five or six guys talking about uh, baseball and all kinds of different things. And then later in the evening, uh, two of my friends and I were sharing late night beers and we were talking about whether or not Supreme Court justices should have lifetime tenure. And everyone that I talk to here, it's amazing how different they think, not just from me, but from each other, but how open-minded they are to the discussions that we have. They don't take anything personally. They understand that 
you know what, not everyone comes from the same place, not everyone has the same ideologies or same beliefs. Some people are religious, they believe deeply in God. Some people are scientific, and they believe deeply in the physical world and the mortality of life and things like that. So there's a lot of different people out there, and I'm lucky to have met a lot of them. And I think in doing my job, I discovered that that discourse, those conversations that you can have that are open, and I would say doubly open, they're open from the side that you show yourself to people around you, to those people you're trying to converse with, but also you open yourself up to the ideas that not everyone's like you, that other people have different ideas, um, and that they have a different way of seeing things. You know, every human being in the history of the world, including the seven or eight billion that are still alive today, um, is like a snowflake. The, the experiences, the education, the life, the thoughts, uh, everything that they've had is very unique to them. Yeah? And they have opinions, and they have thoughts, and they have ideas, and they have reasons for those. And maybe they're good, and maybe the thoughts are logical, or maybe they're not. Maybe they're emotional, and they need to try and open their minds as well. But the way that we get there is through talking to each other about it. Um, having open, honest dialogue where um, we show ourselves to others and we open ourselves up to what others want to show us. Um, and I think we have to be honest, yeah, really, really honest about it. And the second question is, why is it so important? Why are these things, why is it important to have good, honest conversations? Um, I think about just this past week, I was talking with a group of profoundly intelligent students uh, who work for an international company here, and we started talking about diversity. And I asked them, if I was a pure uh, money-hungry capitalist, why would I be interested in diversity? I was trying to bring home a point about one of the reasons that diversity is a, is a good goal of course, it has social aspects as well, which is what I'm going to talk about right now. But at the time, I was trying to tell them that even if I was only concerned with profits, diversity has its place. I said, why? Why do you think that's true? It took them a while to get around to it, but they eventually did. The reason diversity has an amazing place socially and economically business-oriented is because the more ideas that are shared with people, more we open our minds to the possibilities and the differences. If you have a company of 50 white guys in their 40s from Russia, then you're going to be you're going to have an amazing product that suits white guys in their 40s from Russia, right? Um, but if we diversify, if we put some of those people as women, and some of them as young, and some of them as old, some of them as educated, some of them as not educated, some of them religious, some of them atheist. All of a sudden, we have a lot of different viewpoints in the room. And by all the viewpoints expressing their ideas, not only do we actually open ourselves up to what the other people are saying, but what they say interacts with my knowledge, my experience in such a way that it may bring me to a conclusion, an idea, a thought, a product, a solution that I never would have thought of before because I'm connecting with that person in a particular way. The same thing can be true about political and social discourse. If we are talking about different things, and this has happened to me on a numerous amount of times, where I've got a problem, where I've got an issue, I'm talking it through with someone, and 
just by talking to someone and getting their feedback. And they say something that I hadn't thought before because I'm perhaps too deep in the forest to see the trees. It's too personal for me. I'm too emotional. Or maybe I'm being too logical. But by having that interaction with that person, something clicks in my mind and I see something a little bit different. That's what you can get out of a good conversation, good discourse. And not always. You know what? We're going to have millions and millions of conversations in our lives. Uh, with lots of different people, we can have conversations with the same person a thousand times over and again, and it may never come to anything. But the point is that it possibly can, and that's how we get to solve really difficult solutions, uh, complex societal problems. Uh, I have no doubt that right now we are in a better time, and life is better now than it ever has been, despite how terrible things might look, despite the pandemic, despite the partisan politics that seem to be going on everywhere. It's like the natural, da uh, nat natural disasters that are occurring all over the world right now. Um, the environmental damage that uh, seems to be taking its toll. Yes, all of that is horrible. But I also profoundly believe, having traveled across this world as far as I have, spoken, uh, having spoken with so many people, I honestly believe that the world is a much, much better place now than it ever has been. And it's only going to get better. The part of that getting better is having those complex, difficult conversations with people that are nothing like you. And that leads me to the next question, which is, why is it so difficult? It's difficult because we grow up in our little bubble, uh, on, usually. There are those exceptions where uh, people actually grow up all around the world. I met a fascinating couple of uh, teachers a couple of weeks ago that they are American from Texas, yeehaw, um, that They've been traveling with their two now teenage children for the last 15 years. They spent time in South America, then Japan, and then India, and I think this is their second year in Russia. And I have no doubt that their kids, especially from the quality of people that they seem to be after a very short conversation, that their kids are probably going to grow up to be amazing people because they've been exposed to so many different cultures. But that's the exception. That's not the rule. Most of us actually grow up in our little bubble, our little community religious or atheist or scientific or around a particular small town or great big city. We know what we know by the people in that circle. Uh, our parents or the people who raise us and the people that we befriend during our formative years. We also form our own judgments and opinions about what we think is right and wrong during that time. And the older we get, the kind of more firmly planted we become, especially if we live a relatively sheltered life. We become firmly planted, rooted in the opinions that we uh, forge to the younger age. I've actually gotten the opposite because when I was 30, I left my home, the place where I had lived for 30 years, the comforts that I had found there. And I spent the last 12 years being uncomfortable, meeting people that I didn't have anything in common with, that I had to find connections with, who told me, what I thought or what I believed or what I came to know was true was wrong. And it's made me a much better person because, but it's really difficult in the beginning, it's still difficult to this day, to understand that what we might hold to be right and good and true isn't right and good and true for everyone. Because everyone's on a different path and everyone comes from a different place. So we have to look at each person as their own unique experience. Yeah. Um, but it's hard. It's really hard to understand that you could be wrong. Um, so it's not an easy task to ask people to have these difficult conversations. Um, so then how do we do it? I think there's kind of two 
key things. Uh, maybe a, a third is, is also important. The first one is don't offend. And, um, I'm going to talk a little bit now about what it means to be offended. I think that these days there are too many people who are intentionally offensive because they are trying to attack the person or the belief. There are also too many people that are too easily offended, that take things too personally when it's just someone who's trying to espouse a different viewpoint than your own. So what I mean by don't offend is when you say something, try and understand that the person that you're saying it to has feelings, has emotions, has experiences, and has beliefs. If you're trying to sell someone who believes deeply in God that religion is silly, don't do it in the way that you think is just logical. Try to understand that that belief, that idea, that, that piece of them is very important. And it should be protected and understood. Right? It doesn't mean it shouldn't be questioned. Um, everything should be questioned all the time. Uh, that's an important part of life. But you should never go into any conversation, meet with any person with the intention of trying to harm them. Um, and that's the most important thing, is with the intention of you when you're talking to someone, not to offend someone. And the other side of that coin, the second key, is not to be offended. Just because someone doesn't believe in your religion, doesn't believe in God at all, it doesn't mean that they think you're a bad person. It doesn't mean that they're judging you. It doesn't mean that you can't be friends. Actually, I'm friends with people here in Moscow and in many places across the world that I have very little in common with, very little in terms of belief systems that overlap. But that doesn't mean they're not great people. Yeah. Just because someone says something that is disagreeable, yeah, or even if they're trying to offend, now hopefully they're not, but even if they're trying to offend, the way that we get around that, the way that we kind of nullify the anger or the hatred that they're coming at us with, is by not being offended, but by attacking their offense, their aggression, with logic, reason, sympathy, understanding, and saying, hey, okay, I understand you don't like this, or you don't believe in this, but here's how I feel, and here's why I feel that way. What do you think about that? Let's talk about it in a rational way. Yeah, don't attack me, don't attack uh, you know my beliefs, but let's talk about it like two people who have different experiences and ideas. So I think those are the two most important things. Don't try to offend and don't be offended so easily. The last thing is I would just say to be open, as I mentioned before, kind of open from both sides. A lot of people, it's really difficult for them to open up, to say what they feel, to say what they mean. For me, it came a little bit more naturally just because of who I was, uh, perhaps because of my family, because of my friends. But the more that I've traveled the world, the more that I've had to meet people um, in different places, the more I've actually found it easier to open up. I think it's just like any kind of soft skill. The more you do it, the better you get at it. Opening yourself up and sharing your experiences, your dreams, your nightmares, your heartaches, everything with other people is a good thing because it starts to let them understand who you are. Similarly, you have to be open to the other people around you. Don't judge them for mistakes they've made or things that they've done or even things that they believe or do now that you don't agree with. Try to understand them as a human, as a, as a totality, as a kind of holistic approach to this individual. Um, 
So be open both ways. Don't offend. Yeah, and don't be offended so easily. I think those are the keys uh, in what we call kind of discourse and having these difficult conversations. I want to keep. I want you to keep all of that in mind over the next 30 days as I try um, and open your mind, open your heart a little bit to having good conversations with those around you about reasonable topics. Yeah. Um, Thank you for giving me a little bit of a moment of your time today. Uh, don't forget, subscribe, rate, and review at Texan Abroad on iTunes or wherever you may find your podcasts. Have a great Sunday, and I will talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>